Hey, hello, and welcome to the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank. Joining me is Tyler, and this week we've got... Uh, oh, we didn't put it in the news. There's a lot a lot more layoffs happened across, across the industry at large. A lot of people lost their jobs for pretty much no reason other than corporate greed. But here we are to talk about video games. Tyler, how you doing? I am alright. How about you? Um... Well, I haven't been laid off, but I also don't work in the video games industry, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Big layoffs tech, are happening man. everywhere, but, like, tech and video games are, yeah, getting hit hard right now. Yeah. It is truly, truly staggering, the amount of people that are getting laid off. Yeah. It's very sad. It's like, for a group of, like... Less than 50 people, they're willing to ruin tens of thousands of lives. Yes. I mean, it's just, it's not, it's not humane. It is, uh, it is not a, uh, it's not a fair system. It's not a, I mean, certainly not fair. It is not a, uh, it's not a moral system. <laughs> it is, um, yeah, it's just the meat grinder. Yeah. Absolutely. It's 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 sad for sure. Um Yeah, I mean there's something to be said about some of these companies being a little bloated probably from post COVID hiring indeed, but you know, it doesn't mean, you know, that it's uh I guess I, I can understand it from that angle, but I don't you know, no one wants to see anyone get laid off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't know that Microsoft has, like, 220,000 employees or some shit. It's like, oh, my God. And then, you know, they're trying to, obviously, do this Activision deal, which there's, like, thousands more. It's like, holy shit. But then you're laying off 10,000 people. It's big tech, man. Yeah. It's they, a little fucked. They definitely do not see their workers as people, or else you wouldn't really see this sort of thing. Um so, yeah. That aside, um, we do have stuff to talk about this week. There is news that isn't all just terrible garbage. Um, let's see. Uh, the, I mean, video game wise, I've been I've been a little bit busy this week. I'm, like, I'm going to be honest. I've been a little bit busy trying to get things get things under control here. Trying to figure out how I'm going to be sending my my payment for my mortgage. If if I'm gonna be able to do it online or not, taking care of my cats who are still at each other's throats, um, mm. putting one on medicine, and then they did a urinalysis and apparently they're at risk for bladder stones. Uh, it's uh, uh -oh. yeah, so I have to give them a special Yikes. food to balance the pH in their blood. It's all a mess, man. Uh. Do you think that stuff? Like the food and everything will help them out, or yeah, I don't, I don't know if the uh, if the food is going to fix the problems, but uh, I mean, it's it's it could be any number of things, but hopefully, the combination of the food and the medication and all that, and they'll just you know get back to normal. Because yeah, that's, hopefully, I I need them to stop fucking around because I, right. I, I I just don't have time for it. <laughs> Do you think sometimes it's playful, or is it like, no, it, is like it seems not. very violent? It is absolutely oh, not. I know what I'm looking mm. at and what yeah, I'm hearing. Right. 
Yeah. Cats do not growl when they're playing. Most of the time, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Let's see. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, I hope I hope they get fixed. I don't want to. I don't like seeing kitties upset. So, yeah. um, let's see what do we have here, video game wise. I actually need to put another one in here. I'm 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 ready to talk about the games I've been playing. If you are, oh yeah, because I've got a list. Um, but uh, I mean, all right, usual suspects. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, I got a few more gold camos. I've got all the gold camos for the M4 platform of weapons. So, that's the M4, wow. M16, the Damn. FSS, the uh, fucking FTAC Recon, the Icarus. I've got all those gold camos now. Whoo! Look at you, boy. Yeah, buddy. Crushing fools. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah. I, I, too, I've I've played a little bit of Call of Duty as well. Not Not too much to say really but i ain't got any cool gold camos like you (laughs) well maybe one day yeah maybe one day i wrapped up uh yakuza kiwami i i I did that finale um and i started and i am almost to the finale of yakuza kiwami 2 (laughs) nice that is sweet yeah very nice. Yeah, I'm in. How's uh, how's Yakuza two or Yakuza Kiwami two compared to the first one? It is an incredible video game. It might be the best of the three that I've been playing so far since wow. the start of the year. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, I, I just general. I, I like its uh, upgrades, like the uh, the skill system in that in Kiwami two a lot better. It just plays a lot better. Um, it's it's on the new engine uh, that I think Yakuza six was on. Um, like one of the main things is, hey, instead of uh, like instead of having a, a, I mean, albeit a short loading screen, whenever you enter a shop or anything, you just walk into the stores, and stuff, like just little stuff like that, and it looks great. It's very funny. I think they really ramped up the humor on Kiwami too. The first Yakuza Kiwami, um, I feel like they didn't, like there were some funny things, but they didn't ramp up the comedy and the humor until Kiwami too. So, yeah. Sweet. That's awesome. Tyler, How, did you uh, do your home? Oh. Okay. No, I was just going to say is, uh, I feel like, is are Kiwami 1 and 2 on the shorter sides? Maybe? Uh, yeah, they're definitely shorter than Yakuza 0. Um, gotcha. I'm almost to the finale of Kiwami 2. I'm, at, I'm 26 hours in. Okay, that's not bad. Nice. But yeah, I mean, Yakuza 0 is just huge. It's a huge prequel. It's going through two characters, two different sides of a story. I I, yeah, I understand right. why it's long, but like, Yakuza 0 is a really long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yes, I have been doing my homework. I am 16 plus, almost 17 hours in now, and I am... I feel like I'm getting towards the end of chapter seven. Okay. So I'm I'm getting there. I have played a, a good chunk. I think last time I was at the beginning of four. So, yeah, um, I'm liking it uh, a lot for the most part. Um, dude, there are some just 
amazing story moments uh, in this game. Um, yeah. You know, probably my favorite one is, I think it's the end of chapter six, um, with Kiryu and uh, Nishiki. Nishiki, yeah. Uh, when he dri- Nishiki. Is, is that the yeah. part where he drives you out in his car? Yes. Oh, yes. God. Yeah. Man, what an emotional scene. Uh it was it was so good. Um I I you know, that's you know, I've only played like a dragon and I'm seventeen hours almost into Yakuza Zero, but it's like those are the moments that just are so good with this franchise so far to me that I just love. Um then even before that the boss fight in the sewer. Uh-huh. Um, that was that was just fucking awesome. Um yeah. It's it's good, and then on the the Majima side, uh, I just did the cabaret stuff where you know you can start mm-hmm. managing that, um, and I'm very curious about this uh, this girl that you're supposed to be taking out. Mm-hmm. I did not expect that at all, and I'm very curious where that goes. You know, with Lee and everything towards the end of chapter seven, there's some very interesting stuff that happens that I. I don't know. I'm just, I'm very curious where that goes. To be honest with you, I think right now I'm a little bit more into Majima's story than Kiryu's. Not that Kiryu's is bad, but I just think Majima's right now has a little bit more intrigue for me. Um, But I am curious how they'll, I assume, eventually cross paths. Oh, Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm liking it. I'm liking, you know, I've unlocked some pretty cool abilities now that, you know, you just get further in the game and get more money and everything and um it's it's good um <laughs> i will say though um now i was already a little sleepy middle of the day uh but there is a moment in i think chapter five four or five i can't remember with kiryu where you're first getting into the restaurant management game the real estate that, stuff yeah yeah talking to that guy initially that sets you up with that i nearly fucking fell asleep i'm like this cutscene. Not really a cutscene, I guess, but this whole interaction is so fucking long. Holy fuck. And he's like explaining these five billionaires to you and stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting, but I just, I don't know. And it wasn't one of those normal cutscenes, I guess, that are more animated and everything. It's just more of the text and stuff. I'm like, oh my God. Like the music's just going, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, don't get me wrong. That that was like a one-off thing. Otherwise, it's it's a very... Very good game, very engaging game, and uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to see where else it goes. Let's let's fucking go. Um, I've done uh, I don't know, maybe twelve, thirteen side stories um, so far, sub stories, which mm-hmm. some of those have been pretty good, but um, I feel like I haven't gotten into anything like crazy you know it is it is funny like the one of the ones i did was like you're just majima like talking taxes with someone yeah it's like yeah why not (laughs) i just i love these games for for stuff like that like where else are you gonna see that in video games and it's fun i I don't i don't know it's it's cool yeah i I think one of the things that really puts kiwami 2 over the top for me and it's i mean it's because I'm I'm lazy and I don't want to look it up. They they give you an item pretty well. You can use your experience to unlock an item um, that allows you to see where sub stories are when they're available. Oh, okay, that's cool. Nice. So, 
but you don't have that through zero in Kiwami. So right, right, yeah, yeah. You're just kind of exploring. Like one of the dumb ones was uh, the guy who's like basically being a statue on one of the bridges. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and you have to like distract people so you can go take a dump of like this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this is so so dumb, but I love it. So yeah, I've I've played a lot of it and I'm very intrigued where it'll go story wise from here. Cool. Uh you got anything else to share with with us? Yeah. I uh I also decided because um you know, about a month away, it's going to be the new expansion. I decided to hop back into Destiny 2 a little bit. Um, so I just kind of want to clear things up in Destiny 2 and and do some of the seasonal, seasonal stuff as well. Season of the Seraph is going right now, um, which has some intrigue story-wise, bringing back like Rasputin and stuff, which I'm interested in. So I got to do more of that storyline, but um, in these... The new activity is called Heist Battlegrounds, which I'm, I have not done them yet, but I'm very intrigued to do them. Sounds sounds fun. Um, but yeah, just mostly um, doing uh, different quests, just trying to clear up. Like I have a lot of exotic stuff, whether it's unlocking exotic weapons or their catalyst. Um, I just kind of want to clear, clear up as much as I can before Lightfall comes out. Um, I also... Uh, there's a new... Because they kind of redid Crucible a little bit. So uh, there's a new 3v3 uh, gameplay mode, um, which is actually a lot of fun. Um, so I ended up doing a lot of that because um, they give you a quest line for it. So And it's kind of a ranked competitive sort of thing. Um, and I, yeah, I enjoyed myself. There's a couple matches where I got my ass handed to me, but then a few other matches, dude, I was wrecking fools left and right. It was so fun. Um a lot of the maps are the same. I think I played maybe on two new maps. I don't know when they were added, but um, like when I say they're the same, they're the same from like Launch Destiny too. Oh, um, okay. Which some of those are good maps, but you're like, oh my god, like you know, just kind of going in and out and thinking about you know, this is what the sixth year of Destiny two, seventh maybe. Um, it's like, damn. They, uh, I know. PvP has been a an issue for Destiny uh, too for for a good bit now. So seems like they have some some work to do there. But still, I mean, it's still an enjoyable experience. I was just kind of surprised by that yeah. in terms of maps. So Turns yeah, out it was it was maps. good to hop back in. Well, yeah, exactly. I think Call of Duty needs some more maps. Yeah, I, I can agree with you on that one for sure. With Call of Duty. Um, Maps are good. You know, another game that really needed some maps, it was fucking Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. You know, they needed maps like not long after that game launched. Unfortunately, it took a while uh, to get any. Even then, you could argue there's not enough new new maps. Um, so, yeah, just hopping back into Destiny 2 is a lot of fun. It's very good. Um, and then the only other thing that I played is I picked up dead space the remake yeah i was i was was Um, thinking you'd do that (laughs) yeah i uh you know i've really grown fond of the resident evil franchise over the past few years with some of their remakes and the newer titles and i never played dead space so i figured this was perfect opportunity to jump into it 
Uh, well, I only played it that one time. You and I tried to play Dead Space 3 co-op on PS3, which yeah. was not a good experience. Um, PS3, very difficult to do that stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, this game, I probably put two and a half hours into it. I'm through the first two chapters. This game is fucking awesome. It is so good. Um, the gameplay is just, you know, it's game's been out for a while, but the gameplay is just, it is nice. Um, I love the options that you have, um, that, you know, not only can you change your plasma cutter to, you know, vertical or horizontal and you're cutting their limbs off and, uh, all that stuff, but they give you some cool melee options. There's different weapons that I just being a noob for fucking dead space, not even really understanding it. I didn't even know because everyone always talks about the plasma cutter, but yeah, I'm starting to get some new, new weapons in there, which are very, very fun. Um, it's very resonant evil in terms of its kind of gameplay loop in a way. Like, you know, there's a lot of areas that you'll be able to explore, but then you're walking by and you're like, you need, you know, security clearance level one to get into this room. And then eventually you get it. And of course there's, you know, all these resources in there, you're managing your inventory. Um, but there's a lot more, uh, you can like upgrade your weapons. There's these upgrade trees. There's, you can upgrade your suit. Um, so you're finding these nodes around the world. Um, so that, that stuff is neat. You can get, you can find these schematics in the world that eventually allow you to unlock new weapons and different versions of them and all that stuff is is really cool. Uh, but then they also give you these like kinetic weapons, basically, so or kinetic abilities. So one of them is like a stasis ability where you can kind of slow enemies or objects down, which is really cool. And then another one is basically the force. It's fucking awesome. You can like pick up a box like like in control, basically, just throw that box at the enemy. Like why not? Um, so that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's it's cool, and I will say the game looks great, it sounds great, and is genuinely frightening to me. Um, you know, I'm not sitting there like a little scared little boy, but there's there's a few moments that uh that got me got me a little bit where just enemies just pop up behind me, and I'm like, where the fuck did you come from? Or you know things like that. It's really really well done. I'm very much wanting to play more of this. I, I think I might have to pick it up because I, a lot of people that I respect opinions of have high opinions of Dead Space. And, you know, I just I, yeah. I haven't really gone back to um, to play those. So, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I hear all the time, you know, like this could, you know, arguably people saying this is the best survival horror game ever made. And I'm like, OK, you know. I can, at least two hours in, I mean, I want to kind of reserve that thought until I finish the game, but I can almost see it in ways. Like, it's just, it's very fun in terms of gameplay. It also just, it feels a little bit faster than Resident Evil. Not super, super, super quick, but um, in terms of just being able to move and aim. The one thing is I wish there was like a dodge button. That's the only thing. Mm -hmm. But kind of got to get used to that. Because otherwise, if there was a dodge button, oh man, that'd be sick. But no dodge button. But yeah, it's it's cool. I'm definitely want to play more of it. I wish I had a dodge button in Dwarf Fortress. Yeah, you're running into some shit. 
I, my fortress got wiped out. Oh, I, no. I had to start a new one. Oh, no. I dug too deep. I got to the cavern level, and down there were some beasts that um, just wrecked my shit. Just fucking, before I could even, like, close it off, like, I didn't have hatches set up for the shaft that I was digging down, and they just came up the stairs and fucking slaughtered everyone. It's... Oh, no. Fucking ogres, man. Fucking ogres. That seems like a tragedy, bro. Yeah. That's that's fucked. (laughs) But now I'm building a new dwarf utopia where I'll be prepared for such disasters. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So so what are you, you know, you doing things completely different this time around, building your fortress? Yeah, and I'm I'm definitely doing it better. I am. My dwarves are going to be so much happier with the new way I'm doing things. We're not going to have a shared dormitory ever in my fortress. It's everyone's going to get their bedroom. I'll have extra bedrooms for when migrants arrive. I'm going to plan things out so much better. And then, uh, you know, I'm going to have a huge fuck-off military um, <laughs> with battle axes and war hammers, and they're going to be ready to fucking kill whatever comes to attack me. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm still wrapping my head around some of the work order stuff and, you know, the conditional, like, it's almost like programming, um, the the kind of conditions you can put on work orders to make them check every once in a while to see if a certain condition is met and then go do a certain task, like brewing drinks or making food. Like, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, I'm, it's, it's a lot of work. To just you know go away in in one fucking goddamn attack. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, how many hours is that that you just kind of lost? That I was guess. like a ten-hour fortress that I lost. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. It's okay. I'm gonna create That's... a new dwarven utopia. Um, it, it's it's gonna be great. Everyone's going to love it. Um, my dwarves are going to thrive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. early, early stages, like very, uh, very promising. A lot of, uh, a lot of minerals and a lot of, uh, a lot of gems I'm running into on the first 10 levels I've dug into the earth. So yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to be set up for success here. Nice. I'm wishing you the best yeah. in your your new your new fortress. Yeah, that's cool though. That it's cool that the game can deliver those sort of moments that are yeah, I, I pretty mean, unique it's to you. Partially I guess. my fault. It is partially my fault. I was I was digging very deep without thinking about it, and I just you know I hit cavern level and uh, yeah, shit like that happens at cavern level sometimes if you get some bad luck. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, when I was generating this new world to put my new fortress in, um, there's a, there be dragons in this new world that I'm in. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, and hopefully they're cool dragons that I can just pay tribute to and then they'll just fuck up whoever comes to attack. But maybe they're not cool dragons. I don't know. 
we'll find yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, th- those are the video are, games. Um, are you? Uh, quick question about the dragons, though. Are you able to like recruit them on your side or something like that to defend your fortress? Or, so, or no? if there is a, if there is a, okay, the way this works, I think, is when you embark on a location, uh, especially in the mountains, there's a chance that there's like a cave with a dragon in it. Um, the dragon has its horde, and you can. I presume you can leave it alone and then hope it doesn't attack. You could also offer you can you can bring bring offerings to the dragon and then try to I, I don't know if you can ever like recruit a dragon, but you can get on a dragon's good side. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. Uh and now yeah, let's get into the news because we do have news to talk about. Um, <coughs> some of that news is about what's not going to happen, and what's not going to happen is another Naughty Dog Uncharted game, at least not for now. Um, Neil Druckmann has said that they're they're done with the Uncharted franchise. Um, they're moving on. Yeah, not a surprise. They're getting that Last of Us money, and their eyes are on the Last of Us. Yes. Um, with good reason too. Uh, you, you had this other story here. Uh, the, the HBO the Last of Us series is doing 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 some work for them. Um, sales of the uh, the what the remastered version, um, the new version that uh, you know costs seventy dollars. Yep. Um, <laughs> whereas you could you know you could just buy like a cheap ten dollar or even less in, in in a used game store, but. People are yeah, buying probably. this uh, very expensive version of this game that came out, oh god, what, 10 years ago? When was the first Last yeah. of Us? Uh, it'll be 10 years this June, okay. I think, May, June, something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah like a, a decade-old game that they re-released and now it's $70, and yeah. I don't know. I'm, I guess a lot of people just don't, don't, you know, look at the price of things they just buy stuff <laughs> could never be made yeah. yeah I mean it depends I guess on you know if you never played The Last of Us I think this new version is absolutely worth $70 to you you know it all kind of depends there but yes I mean you could buy the PS4 version of Last of Us Remastered and get just as good of an experience though um but yeah, sales in the UK at least have jumped up 238% on the new version and 322% on The Last of Us Remastered because of the show. So no surprise there. I mean, we saw this happen with Witcher, especially was a really big one. Um, when that show dropped, um, sales for that went, you know, spiked Cyberpunk Edge Runners when that show dropped. Um, same deal. Um, so yeah, no surprise there. And then I think even the show itself with episode two jumped up 22% in terms of viewership. So um, yeah, and, I mean, the second episode was really, really well done. So um, yeah, no surprise there. I think it is not surprise 
surprising at all that Naughty Dog is done with Uncharted. I think for them, with how 4 ended, like that is the end of them and the end of that story. If I were Sony, I think it would be cool to have another team make an Uncharted. You know, maybe you don't churn them out like they were, but, you know, I think I think there's a place for Uncharted still. Um, you know, they're just, they're fun games and they're goofy and entertaining and why not? Um, whereas I feel like Naughty Dog is going to be stuck in a Last of Us hole for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously they're doing this factions game that we'll hear about later this year, but just with the success of the HBO show and <coughs> the fact too, the HBO show got renewed for a season two, which they said they'll do the second game, which, you know, there's a few things that can be a whole nother conversation, but the second game is obviously much longer than the first one. So I'm curious. I'm like, how do you do that in nine or 10 episodes of a TV show? Um, but with the success of that, the sales boost now that Last of Us is getting, I'm like, I don't know, man. I think a third game is inevitable. I just feel like, you know, they are they're in on The Last of Us for a long time now. It might be and the Naughty last Dog. IP they ever create. I, I doubt that, but <laughs> it, at least, you know, this... I, I Don't get me wrong. I want a new IP from Naughty Dog over a Last of Us 3, but, um, man, I, I can see them not doing a new IP until maybe the next generation of consoles yeah. or PlayStation. Like, that's, and that's nuts. I mean, that's PlayStation three, four, five of not doing a new IP. If they are to do a last of us three, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, and that's coming from someone who really liked even the last of us part two. Like I, that's, that's just nuts to me. And I, I Naughty Dog's just so talented that I would love to see something new from them. So sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean it's it's just the nature of uh they want to make all the money, so they're gonna go with the thing that's still very, very successful and it's expensive to generate something new. So now that they've they've uh, seemingly struck it struck gold this kind of uh, HBO kicking back to the video games sort of thing and I think it's going to kick back and forth um, if they do a third game like it, it's it makes a lot of sense it's just a little uninspiring mm-hmm. yeah I can, I can see how someone would think that for sure I agree like I think there's a lot of cool stories that could be told in the Last of Us universe but you know it's like man you guys have done a lot of this yeah, and Don't you guys feel a little depressed working on this all the time? <laughs> yeah, like, I gotta imagine that it's there are such people a miserable working world. there who have ideas for other stuff that are just never gonna see the light of day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it also very much reminds me of, you know, recent reports of what Sony's doing with Horizon. You know, there's a Netflix show, there's probably an inevitable Horizon 3. There's a co-op game. There's a remake of the first game. There's this VR game. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. It's, you know, it just wouldn't surprise me if they're doing that with The Last of Us. Maybe not as much, but close. Yeah. All right. Let's see. What else do we have to talk about this week? Uh, Marvel's Avengers. 
Let's let's talk a little bit about Marvel's Avengers. It's coming to an end this uh, September. Uh, well, it's going to be delisted in September. They're they're no longer making more stuff for Marvel's Avengers. Um, support will discontinue to September 30th. You won't be able to buy it digitally. Um, yeah, they're just it's expensive to work with a uh, Marvel. And uh, they are not seeing the return on investment to make that uh, worth it. Right. I imagine, I think it's, when I first read this, I'm like, oh my god, like that is nuts that this game won't even be on the store anymore. I mean, you'll still be able to download it if you bought it. You'll be able to play it still if you want to. Um, but you won't be able to buy it outright. Now, don't get me wrong, I feel like not a lot of people are buying it, but... That just shocked me, but I'm sure Marvel, you know, there's some sort of licensing stuff there that is probably very expensive and just not worth the cost. Mm. Yeah. Man, what a botched fucking game, man. Holy moly. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, I mean, it's, it's kind of confusing, too, because, like, with, I mean, Marvel, when they put this game out, I think Marvel, I mean, I don't know. Is Marvel still like the huge thing for Disney now? Like, yeah, I mean, it's still pretty big. It just—I feel like there was a lot of potential for a good Marvel game, and now whenever I hear that there's going to be a Marvel game, I'm going to be like, "Oh, huh? <laughs> How serious is this one?" Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I think it it it, it all kind of comes with the the setup. You know, like, obviously, Spider-Man 2, we know what we're going to get with that, but, you know, if this, uh, what's that game got announced last year, that Black Panther and Captain America game that Amy Hennig's team at Skydance is doing, yeah. you know, if they're going to be like, hey, it's going to be a live service game, it's like, oh, uh, I don't know about that, but maybe a single-player-driven adventure could be neat. Yeah, I... You know... Like I, I heard really good things about Marvel's Midnight Suns. I, I need to play that because it is mm-hmm. it is up my alley. It's from the XCOM people. <coughs> yeah, that that's a game I need to play. Um, but when I when I hear a games as a service for like huge IP like like Marvel like a licensed live service game that just screams to me as uh you're really like you're taking a huge risk here because it's. Ex- a, it's expensive to work with those properties, the the deals you have to make, and B, like live service games themselves are just risky because you don't know if it's going to catch on. Right. Yeah. And then it's extra risky if you take a team that has no experience doing it and throw them on a project like that, yeah. which is what happened here with Crystal Dynamics. Like, I just wonder in a different world if they just say, "Hey, we're making an Avengers game. It's a it's a single player." story-driven adventure game okay maybe maybe they decide to make it um co-op but it's you know it's not a live service game like this one ended up being it's not loot driven you're not putting a new chess piece on the hulk which is just fucking stupid you know like they change some of those things what what does this look like what what you know how successful could that have been how does that change the trajectory of Square owning these studios? Do they still sell them? Um, you know, I don't know. It's it's a fun what if to think about, I, I guess. But I'm sure Embracer is relieved that 
Crystal's not going to be working on this because obviously they want to get a new Tomb Raider out. I'm sure Microsoft is relieved because they can work on Perfect Dark and actually get that thing going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I'm sure, a lot of people are relieved. It's, I think, it's a business decision. It makes sense, but man, what a what a botched game. They're going to end up giving away all the cosmetics and all that stuff. Um, it's yep. yeah, sucks for people who you know sunk money into into that game but like how many of those people are there really yeah right right all right what's wild too is i'm pretty sure there is content when the game launched that people like found in the game and were able to like get in you know glitch their way into it that never actually came out and that is fucking nuts yeah to think about too (laughs) yikes all right. Uh, we have um, let's let's get let's get back to the TV. Let's let's. You mentioned Tomb Raider here. Um, there's a Tomb Raider TV series. Um, Amazon is uh, is is backing this. Um, what, the writer from Fleabag. Who who is this? Waller Bridger. Yeah. Um, so she's I think she's an actress but also a writer mm-hmm. at the same time um, she's done I've heard a lot of good things about Fleabag she's done Killing Eve she's I think she's in the new Indiana Jones movie coming up this summer um, so yeah yeah I, I mean look Tomb Raider has has had uh, some some wildly different uh, qualities as, uh, as as properties outside of as a property outside of video games. Um, yeah, right. I hope they do it right, but like, what does doing it right look like? Because like, there are so many different takes on Tomb Raider that you could do. Um, so yeah, we'll see where this yeah. where this takes off from. Um, yeah. Agreed. Like, I mean, I, I'm not sure. Like, at what stage of Lara Croft does this show? Um, what 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 is what is this covering? Is this yeah. like an origin story, or is this like? I, I mean, it's it's way too early to say, but like, it's um, yeah, right. You also, I agree with you there. You also need a bit of a budget, probably, um, which. Obviously, Amazon has a ton of money, but there's certain things that they do that look cheap, and then there's certain things like the Lord of the Rings that look very good, but are maybe a little shallow on the writing end. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think Phoebe uh, Waller-Bridge, you know, her track record in writing seems pretty good, so that might be covered, but obviously you need need the rest of it there. I never saw that that movie that came out 2018 either. Oh, uh, so. oh the Tomb Raider 2018 know. movie? Yeah. yeah. I, I saw it. I mean, it was okay. It was very okay. Yeah. Um, not very memorable, <laughs> to be honest. Right. But definitely, also... it's like the way it ended, it definitely seemed like they meant to make more, and that doesn't seem to be happening. Yeah, right, right. And kind of getting back to your what you said about the, you know, where's this going to take place in the timeline? Like, I, I wonder, 
how faithful this would be to Tomb Raider lore in a way. Not that Tomb Raider has the deepest lore in the world. But, okay, let, let's be you know, real. There were fucking dinosaurs in like the PS1 games. Okay. Yeah, right, right. But I, I wonder how it fits in to any of that stuff, only because we're seeing that The Last of Us, for the most part, is doing very well. It is awesome because they are kind of sticking to it. Whereas on the flip side, like I'm about to bounce on the Witcher on over on Netflix. Like it is fucking nuts. Uh, the things that they're doing with that. Like I watched that blood origin, uh, prequel series that they put out. That's only like four episodes. And it was probably one of the worst things I ever fucking watched. And then you see like halo over at Paramount's like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, what are you guys doing? Um, so hopefully they they can nail that. There's a decent foundation there somewhere that they could probably use. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, yeah, they, they're just, we're just now hearing about this thing existing. So, like, I, I don't imagine it's going to be out anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, let's move on here. We've got uh, some departures. Uh, Mac Walters is leaving Bioware. He he was the lead writer on Mass Effect 2 and 3. He's a production director on the new Dragon Age, Dragon Age Dreadwolf. Um, yeah. He's, he's been there a while. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what he does next. Um, I, I noticed yeah, uh, notice you're missing it on his time at Bioware. It doesn't. It, I don't. I don't see Anthem on the things he's touting as things he's worked <laughs> on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Feels like maybe not a lot of people want to put Anthem down yeah. on their uh, their their job uh, for interviews and stuff. But yeah, I'm sure it was great experiences there. But um, yeah, I mean this. I think pretty significant departure, and I'm curious how this impacts Dreadwolf at all. I'm sure Dreadwolf is well into production at this point. I mean, it's been in development for fucking eternity. Um, yeah, that's coming out this year, right? But I think EA listed it like in their fiscal year, so it could be this year. It could be into like you know, but before the end of March next year. I don't know. We'll see. But I hope we see it. You know, at least this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, this dude was the lead writer in Mass Effect 2 and 3. I mean, those are some of the best games ever made. So, pretty big talent there, departing. Yeah. Bioware, I think, I'm so curious on Dreadwolf. Like, it's probably, if I was to make a list of games where I'm just, like, the most curious about, Dreadwolf might top that list just because, because of, you know, recent, I guess, failures, you could say, with Andromeda and Anthem, but then... You know, the Legendary Edition was obviously good, but those were remasters, and there's just so much talent that has left Bioware, um, so there's obviously a lot of new people filling that void, and, you know, it seems like they're in an interesting transition period while also having to put this game out that is, they really have to prove themselves again. I don't know. I'm just so, so curious on Dreadwolf, yeah. where, where it'll go. Um, the other departure we have to talk about, um, not really, uh, not really, uh, leaving for, 
in under the same kind of conditions here. Uh, Justin Roiland, uh, you know, recently, yeah, he, he's being accused of felony offenses. You know, just just some disgusting bullshit that uh, you know no one should have to suffer. Uh, he's he's resigned. He's resigned as CEO of Squanch Games. So. Go play high on life if you still want to hear his voice in that game. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> You're still going to hear him in that game. Squanch Games, I mean, doesn't deserve to suffer for the sins of Justin Roiland, but they still have his voice all over that game. Um, yeah, and isn't he, correct me if I'm wrong, I never watched it, but isn't he the voice of Rick and Morty? Yes, he is, and they're going to have to find a way to get around that because yeah. even though he's no longer going to be uh, collaborating with Adult Swim, he's like, they're going to have to do something. They're not getting rid of Rick and Morty. Right. Uh, yeah. But yeah. They said as much, too. I mean, it's a very popular show, but yeah, I mean, this dude, he's lost that. He's lost Squanch Games now. I think he had a deal with Fox. That has been canceled. Hulu was like, nah, we're done with you. Yeah, not not good for him. I didn't know, um, you know, last time we talked about this, I was just aware of the uh, domestic uh, battery charges. But I didn't know about these, like, not the... I don't want to dive into it, really, but these text messages and oh, stuff yeah. he that was have come out with him. I'm he like, oh, my. That makes it... Don't get me wrong, domestic stuff, awful, but I feel like it makes everything so much worse, too. It's like, oh, no, no, what are you doing, dude? Uh, yikes. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to say, as an adult man, uh, I'm not having conversations with uh, teenage girls. That's just not something I do. Uh, yeah, Because I'm normal. <laughs> um, yeah. It is not normal for adult men to be messaging with uh teenage girls that's that's um or or boys or whatever like it's it's just not normal for <laughs> adults to be uh talking the way it seems he was talking with minors it's no just, yes just that's no. yes that's that's the ticket there <laughs> of how he was talking to them it's like yikes yeah. that is fucked up dude i would simply not flirt with minors that's, that that's... seems like a great idea, <laughs> honestly. Like, <laughs> do not do not literally use the term jailbait in a serious fashion. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> doesn't seem like something you should say. I mean, like if you're on. saying it, you are acknowledging that what you were doing is extremely wrong, and you're pursuing it anyway. <laughs> yes. Um, God, fuck that guy. <laughs> Uh, I agree. All right. We're coming up on the release of PlayStation VR 2. It's launching February 22nd. Interestingly enough, that's the same day I get this uh, dental implant checked out to see if I'm ready for the permanent crown. Uh, but that's nope. beside the point. Uh, on February 22nd, PlayStation VR 2 will launch with 30 games coming during the launch window. How they define that is whatever. I Fucking launch window doesn't mean shit. Um, Apparently, to Sony this time... Now, the launch window for PlayStation 5 was huge, uh, but for this, it's within the first month. Yeah. So we'll by the end we'll, of March. We'll see about that. 
Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a list of 30 games here. Let's just get through them real quick. Uh, After the Fall, Altair Breaker, Before Your Eyes, Cities VR, Cosmonius High, Creed Rise to Glory Championship Edition, The Dark Picture Switchback, Demigo, Discronia, Kronos Alternate, oh god, fucking video game, <laughs> Fantavision <Yeah>. 2020X, <laughs> um, Grand Turismo 7, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Job Simulator, Jurassic World, Aftermath, Kayak VR, Mirage, Kazuna AI, Touch the Beat, The Last Clockwinder, Light Brigade, Moss 1 and 2, Remaster, NFL Pro Era, No Man's Sky, Pavlov VR, Pistol Whip, Puzzling Places, Resident Evil Village, Res Infinite, Song in the Smoke, Star Wars, Tales from Galaxy's Edge, Synth Riders, The Tale of Angoro, or Anagoro, uh, Tentacular, Tetris Effect Connected, Thumper, The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Chapter 2, Retribution, Vacation Simulator, What the Bat, and Zenith, The Last City. <sighs> Very nice. Not bad there, though, I, I gotta say. I mean, there's some interesting titles. I think not enough for me to go pick up the thing right now, but... Um, heard good things about The Last Clockbinder, for sure. That one seems interesting. I didn't know, like... What the bat is basically what the golf, but in VR. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sure that's goofy. Um, some solid, I guess, remasters or ports or whatever, you know, Res Infinite, Tetris Connected. Those are big ones. The NFL Pro Era, I don't know if it's good or anything, but it seems kind of cool. Like you are literally like the quarterback on the field with the plays. You can like look at them on your wrist almost like a quarterback might yeah. do. Um, you know, well, that seems like it could be fun. Um, Thumper is fucking awesome in VR. Yes, it is. That game is fucking so good in VR. So. I'm sure Tetris is really yeah, good in VR, too. Yeah. Right. Yes. Resident Evil Village and GT7, I'm sure. Very good VR as well. Be curious about those. Not a bad lineup, for sure. Yeah. I mean, a number of these are on PlayStation VR, but I'm sure these versions are going to be much more superior. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, not all of these, I think, are free upgrades. Some of these you have to pay. Yeah. Like, I think Tetris Connected, you have to pay $10 to upgrade, which isn't I mean, if you're already spending world, but... fucking $500 on a VR headset, like... Yeah. At that point, you're it's... like, you're already just fucking throwing money in into the machine. Right, right. Uh, all right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about a Xbox and Bethesda. They, um, Xbox had a, uh, they had a developer direct. Uh, they showed off, what, four, ga four games? Um, um, five, I five, think. Five, yeah, five. Uh, they gave a release date for Redfall. It's coming May 2nd. Um, that Game looks sick. I'm not, not gonna lie. It does. I'm, I'm interested it, in Redfall. I terrible name that for game a video game, awesome. but the game looks great. It does. Yeah, it looks very, very fun, very, very arcane, but open world, and I'm, I'm very intrigued where this will go. I want to play this game for sure. Yeah. Uh, I will be playing Minecraft Legends. Like, there's just, there's just not a world where I ignore this game because. 
it's it's an RTS, and you know. Yeah, but it seems like your jam. A Minecraft RTS seems interesting to me. It it just yeah. it just does like. Yeah. There are a lot of pieces there that uh, that I like. Um, there's there's a lot they could do with it. And I hope it's more interesting than Minecraft Dungeons. Yes. Uh, gotta gotta look at the new Forza Motorsport. This game looks good. Mm. The cars look good. Oh yeah, they look so good. Yes. Um, a few new tracks in here. One of them is Kilami from uh, or in South Africa, which. There were talks of F1 going back there, but apparently they that fell through. Mm. Um, apparently that is the track that was going to replace Spa on the calendar in 2023, but that did not happen. So, yeah. I don't know. Curious curious on that track. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, man. Looks, looks fucking awesome. I am in. Let's go. Yeah, it's, com- it's coming sometime this year. <laughs> Nothing more specific. Uh, I'm going to yeah. skip to uh, Elder Scrolls Online. They're, they showed off the new uh, chapter. Uh, it's called Necrom. Um, yeah. They're still doing the Elder Scrolls Online. They sure are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> lastly here, Tango Gameworks. They announced and released a game. This this leaked a little bit uh, beforehand, but uh, Hi-Fi Rush, a rhythm action game. I've downloaded it. I haven't played it yet, but it looks pretty fucking cool. It does, yeah. I, I I want to download it and check it out as well. And yeah, that is. This was very cool uh, for them to literally just drop this, and it not only you know is a new game, something also very different that I feel like the Xbox ecosystem needs. But apparently, it's good too. I mean, people are putting out reviews of it now are saying it's it's a pretty solid game so yeah and, and something totally different for Tango Gameworks as well I mean I just finished Ghostwire Tokyo which was a very serious game and this one just seems to be a lot more fun yes this is a very serious attractive. game with ghosts yes <laughs> yes ghost yes yeah, yeah man I, I'm, I'm intrigued by this it's cool yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it. I'll, I'll, I might not play it all the way through, but I'll have something to say about it next week. Yeah. Uh, lastly, up here, Xbox has unveiled some of its plans for the summer. Their summer showcase. Um, they will. They have confirmed that they will be hosting their physical showcase in Los Angeles this summer. Um, we don't know, like. We still don't know the status of E3. Yes, correct. And it's going to be interesting because I feel like in the coming weeks is when we normally like we normally start hearing about like who's going to be showing up to E3. And now that E3 is being organized by Reed Pop, it's like it's it's a whole new world we're living in here. Keeley's got his summer game fest. He said he's going to still do this year. Um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and there was an interview with Phil Spencer on IGN, and he did not confirm, kind of went around if if their presentation in the summer is going to be part of E3. Like, he basically didn't confirm that at all, which I find in- interesting because Microsoft has been a big supporter of E3, even over the past few years. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious on that. And then I'm, I'm just curious about PlayStation as well, like, you know, are they going to come back to E3? 
Probably not, but are they going to do anything this year? Because they didn't do shit last year at all in terms of, you know, a fun showcase. Sure, they had a few state of plays, which were neat, but nothing big. Um, outside of Spider-Man 2, we really don't know anything. Yeah, yeah I, so, I, I'm I, curious, I, like, does Sony have any plans for to, to show anything? Like, I, I, just, yeah, I just I have not heard about... PlayStation's plans to, you know, have like, I don't know, their state of play. Like, is there a state of play upcoming at all for PlayStation? I don't think so. I don't think so right now. Like, they've got to show something. I know. I agree. I agree. I agree. I mean, don't get me wrong. Spider-Man 2 is going to be fucking massive, but on the flip side, like, I think this developer direct was pretty cool for Xbox, and it shows that Microsoft actually does have some games this year. You know, they just put out Hi-Fi Rush. They dropped dates for Redfall and Minecraft, which those games do look cool. Forza looks great. They still have Starfield that they're going to do, a mm-hmm. zone presentation for that's supposed to come out this year, and who knows what else could come out. I mean, I think Hellblade 2 is a good candidate that could maybe drop this fall. Um, yeah, I mean, it, Xbox has got some good stuff this year to compete. Um, I don't, the only thing, you know, is, by, you know, everything is riding on Starfield, so we'll see. Yeah. But I, I'm, I just, I just want to know what Sony's doing. I mean, that's all. <laughs> yeah, they, they can't just rely on third parties this year. It's just. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, that does it for the news. Um, I'd th- I'd like to finish God of War soon. I'd really like to do that. Um, yeah. I. Out of spite, I kind of want to check out Forspoken. Oh boy. Because <laughs> I find yeah. it like I didn't like there wasn't really a news story about this. Um, that specifically got what, uh, into what I wanted to get into. But I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like um, games media, certain games media people are being very weird about how offended they are by Forspoken when you put it up against other games that they did not speak about in this way. Like, I mean? get it. Like, the dialogue isn't great. In some places, it's bad. But there are other games where the dialogue was just as bad and or annoying, and we did not hear nearly this much about it. No. I, 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 can, I can see that. I mean, there's... I mean, the dialogue in Forspoken does seem bad, like, straight up. Like, I mean, some of it's so bad, bad that it's funny. Some of the clips that I've seen that people are like, oh, yes. look at how bad this is, I think is funny. Yeah. But that's the thing, is like... I don't know. There's a lot of bad dialogue in a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, like, in general... Like, like, I'm not... Good. Like, in general, I think most video game writing is bad. Like, it's the... the there are rare examples where I think video game writing is actually good. Um, in yeah. comparison to other media. Like, it's not uncommon to have bad writing in your video game. I just find it very weird how, like... How many games media people have dogpiled on Forspoken... Yeah, which I think it's a fair, it's an absolute fair criticism of Forspoken, but I agree. There's other things out there that are 
probably just as bad, if not worse. But I think some of that also comes with a little bit of context of what the game is. Like, Forspoken seems like it's this kind of more serious game that just has atrocious dialogue, where sometimes games have bad dialogue, but they're, they don't take themselves as seriously or something like that. But, yeah, it's been an interesting conversation for sure. I am not playing Forspoken, though. I'm, I'm good. I have too many other things to play. <laughs> Uh, I just there are aspects of Forspoken that I will say do look cool like it looks fun to get around that world Uh, but there's yeah I just have too much shit to play I'll tell you like honestly if the PC specs weren't so fucked and if I weren't afraid of it like I mean it isn't like approved for if this were a game that I could play on my Steam Deck I would have already played it and have had something to say about it by now, but it's not playable in the Steam Deck as far as I'm aware. Um, and the PC specs are so wild that I'm not sure if it's ever going to be on the Steam Deck. Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm in on Yakuza 0 and Dead Space, probably even some Destiny 2 until, like, excuse me, Like a Dragon, Ishin comes out. Yeah. That's my next big game, so just gonna try to plow through a few of these before then. Yeah, sounds awesome. Um, I think that's where we're gonna leave the show here. We want to play a little bit of maybe some of that 40k Dark Tide. Uh, we're, we're gonna, yeah, we're, we'll we're see gonna how get, that goes. We're gonna get to gaming. <laughs> we're gonna see if this just works. Uh, yeah, I hope it works. <laughs> and if not, there's always I am, Call I am of a little worried. Fortnite. Right, right. Uh, all right, so. Yeah, that's that's going to be the show for this week. Um, you know, do all the good things, rate, review, share us with your friends. Uh, you you know where to find us. We'll find you next time. Until then, be good to each other. Play your video games and. Beep, 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 boop, 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 boop.